0: Hi, it's Nick Happyard here, CEO and President of TriStar Gold, uh, coming to you from Minds & Money in London.
1: Nick, good to see you. We, we thought we'd uh, catch you in the field as it were, except this time the field has got no grass in it and it's uh, it's, it's uh, heavy industrial carpeting. Um, look, you're at the Minds & Money conference. Uh, it's the first day, so uh, meetings. You're, I get, you're there to have meetings. Um, who are you there to meet? What are you there to
0: tell them? Um, you know, like always, it's you know bring in new investors, but you know the story now is we've got Oramed in, we've got more than ten million dollars in the bank, and um, we're you know, full steam ahead with everything we want to do on the site. You know, and and more exploration coming. You know, very very soon. So, uh, it's uh, it's a good story right now.
1: Okay, last time we spoke, you and I spoke uh, back in I think it was October. We put put out the PFS, some good numbers in there. Uh, markets have come off. Uh, unilaterally for everyone at the at, at the moment, um, I say with cash in the bank in a meaningful way, you, you sort of don't care because you've got a job to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you always want to see it higher. It, it doesn't impact us. We're not desperate to raise money. Not desperate to do a transaction right now. So yeah, it doesn't have as much impact. Obviously, we'd all like a better market, um, but yeah. So it's yeah, we we want it to get better for sure. But right now, we can keep going ahead. You know, keep our heads down, keep moving ahead and uh, we got dry powder for quite a long time ahead now.
1: Right, and this, um, the, the Feasibility Study is coming up next, what's the timing on that?
0: Uh, we haven't really kicked it off yet, so we're still working through You know, how much expiration, how much more reserves we want to build on before we kick into that. Um, so that's really the lot um, you know, of the money we've raised now, the expiration we're going to be doing now um, is going to sort of feed into you know, whether we want to target the same 1.4 million ounces, just upgrade that, or if we want to expand it, make the feasibility study group bigger. Um, you know, those are sort of internal decisions we're having, but, you know, and anticipate sort of by the end of next year in parallel with the permits coming through, we'll be pushing that feasibility out.
1: Right. I mean, that's quite an interesting point you raised because obviously, when you do the, the difference between the PEA and the PFS wasn't significant in terms of the the, the scale. And, and perhaps, do you think that contributed to um, the market not reacting as much as you'd hoped? In, in which case, does that drive the decision to say, well, perhaps we do need to improve the number, increase the numbers?
0: I don't know if that's what. You know, I think it was really more the, uh, the, the 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 time gap to the next milestone that probably impacted us. And, and you have a, a change in shareholders, I've noticed. You know, we've had, you know, obviously a year and a half ago, Royal Gold coming in, big long-term shareholder. Just recently, Oromet, big long-term forward-thinking shareholder, you know, think about production and gold trading. And we've seen the expiration shareholders we've got, who are, uh, you know, drill hole to drill hole, press release to press release. They're the ones who have been sort of getting frustrated and going out because that news flow isn't happening. So I think that's really what we're seen. It's a changeover in cycle of the company to a, to a you know to a longer term bigger shareholders and more professional shareholder base.
1: Right. So so let's talk about that. you a royal gold we talked about last time, out, but Oramat's the new uh, new kid on the block here for, for you, just under 10% uh, shareholder. What why would they invest in you? What are they looking for? What do they see in you? You know, obviously they're a,
0: they're a big group. They're you know, originally metals trading group. They also do debt financing for mines. And I think really, you know, obviously they they like to think they like the op, like the, the operation, like the asset, like the management. And they probably just want to get their foot in the door for when the big checks start getting written. You know, when we get, start putting in production, looking at debt financing, you know, for a portion of the capex. I think that's really where they want to do. And then when we're selling our gold, too, once it's in production, so I think they just want to be inside the tent at that point.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's an expensive business model if, they, if if that's all they want out of it. But they, what do they see in you guys?
0: <laughs> no, um, they see an asset that's going to go into production. So, you know, and I think if you follow that, you know, buy low, sell high, we're an unloved sector and they're looking at quality assets that are unloved and thinking, okay, if we could think a little bit longer term, 18 months instead of two weeks. You know, this is going to make this will give us a return on this investment anyway. Plus, we've got a foot in the door for those bigger checks we want to write later on. So, so I think it is. I mean, they want to make money on this investment, obviously, but they do see as an asset that'll go into production. And at that point, you know, you got a you got a, a completely different scenario as far as the investment profile and, that, and you know, the share price and where it'll be at that point.
1: Right. Well, talking completely different scenarios. You know, when, when I met you you, know, you, you know, you introduced me to a very strong aspiration team. Um, d- have you, or do you feel that you're going to need to go further down this track than you would have originally intended because of the way the markets are reacting? Do you feel that you and your team are going to have to kind of build a mind-building team as a result of what the markets doing? Have you, basically have your options sort of changed or been restricted?
0: I, I would say I don't see they they haven't been restricted or changed. I mean, obviously, if the market was hot right now and someone wanted to come in and buy this asset, we would be there. We've got the team, we'll take it through the feasibility, fully permitted, that, that's, a, that's a walk in the park for us. So we, you know, we're happy to do that. You know Beyond that point, we would then have to look at bringing in a COO in who could operate and build a mine, you know, build, bring in a mine building team if we want to do it ourselves or a partner. But you know, I think now we've got this sort of 18 month runway ahead where we can take it forward, get that permit, do more exploration, grow the resources, yeah, you know, and, and we got no no pressure on us pressure on us to do a deal that we don't want to do that isn't good for us.
1: Right. Okay. And I'm um, sort of looking at the market more broadly. I think there was an expectation that this year would see a lot more M and A. Um, there have been some bigger deals um done, but that doesn't seem to be sort of trickling down to the smaller projects yet.
0: Yeah. Now we've seen that a little bit in Brazil, obviously, with Tocantinio getting bought and with Amarillo getting bought. Um, so, we are seeing uh, it's nice because you're seeing interest in Brazil, you know, and I think that's yeah, because there's, you know, Brazil has been getting a better place to operate and some other places have been getting a bit worse. So, we have seen that and it's good. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the level of action that I've always thought going to come at some point that's going to drive prices like, you know, companies like us up quite considerably, you know, once you start getting groups looking for these multi million ounce advanced deposits. In a good location with permits, or close to having permits, um, you know that we haven't seen that yet.
1: It's, it's interesting, actually. So Brazil has sort of, um, been the rising star in South America because some of the, some of the other countries seem intent on on damaging their mining industries, um, which, which is obviously good news for you guys. But at, and and at the same time, um, you know, I I kind of imagined a bit more of a roll, roll up strategy happening across the board um, rather than just in you know, a pure single takeouts there's some big opportunities there down there
0: yeah no and and it's um it's interesting ever since i've been running tristar it's been a um a conversation that's been had multiple times you know you know you know should we get together with sarabi and amarillo and a few other groups and you've got a nice company there if you do that um you know and people still talk about that we just haven't really seen anyone coming in doing it i think a couple of one of the private equities was, was trying fairly hard for a while um but Right now, we haven't really seen anyone doing that, so but you know, it, does, it does seem a logical thing to do.
1: It does seem a logical thing to do, um, but like I say for, for now, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> you're in control of your own destiny for the next 18, 12, 18 months yep. or, or, or so um, what are, okay, what are you going to be specifically talking to people about during this conference? <clears throat>
0: during this conference we're going to be talking to them about you know, how we're spending money, so what we're doing the permitting. The expirations, and I think obviously the expiration we're going to start doing now is, is, is what's going to be exciting for the market. Um, you know, we've always thought we've got a lot of new expiration targets and we've been working with the AI team at Goldspot. They've given us some really good targets. We've got guys in the field, you know, doing additional work to just fine-tune those better and better. So we'll be talking about that and, um, you know, when we can get a mobiliser to site and, and what we'll be doing in that, in that with that program.
1: And just for for your shareholders or maybe people looking in, why schlepp all the way to London um, to you know tell, tell the story again? Who's over here that you want to impress, that you want to see, or at least you know put yourself on the radar with?
0: Um, I think it's really this is probably the first full in person conference over that I've been you know, sort of been open to us, and looks like it was going to go well for the last few years. Um, Obviously, the big change over the last few years is we've done so many virtual conferences that we've been speaking to people all around the world, so it's not so much focused anymore in one place. So, you know, I'd do a virtual conference based in Canada or based in the US, you're still speaking to these people here. So, a lot of people seeing here, I've been meeting virtually, and I might be seeing them now for the first time. So, that's a lot of it's follow up. You know, we've met people two or three times by Zoom, and now I actually get to Take their hand, look them in the eye, or they can look me in the eye and see if they like the story. They've heard it a few times now, and you know. Then, probably more importantly, grab a gin and tonic with them later on tonight.
1: What's, what, what's that? What's that actually? No, in all seriousness, yeah, always say you're, you know people they press the flash or you know wear out the shoe leather. What, what is the difference between that and online or by phone call? Or
0: does it does it really help? I found that I got, I got really when we started doing Zoom once, the first couple of hours, I was like, wow, this is great format, it's really good. A couple of years into COVID, I was done with it, we are talking to the same people, going through the same message, and there was never any follow-through or follow-up. It was sort of like it was too easy. It was like if someone, it's like, it's like if you give your kids $20, they go and spend it, because they didn't earn it, It's was too easy. Um, I think there's more work, more effort goes into this, and so people take it more seriously. Um, so I think that's really what it is, I mean, it's back to serious work, it's back to doing our job properly. Um, you know, you're not sort of getting there. Someone sitting in there, sitting in a suit jacket and their pajama bottoms with that, you know, cat on the lap, and the kids run around. It, yeah, you know, they're not focusing on the work. I think a lot of the time. So uh, that's what that's my expectation, my hope, anyway. As I said, my first meeting starts in about 45 minutes from now. So, and um, but it is good. The, the really nice thing is we've got I've got was it 27 meetings over two days, um, plus a couple of presentations. You know, so it's going to be really, really, a full. Agenda. Hard work.
1: It, it, it is hard work. It's exhausting. Um, well, like, Nick, thanks for making the time to speak to us. Let, um, I wanted to catch up about the, the Oramat deal. You've got the money to do what you want to be doing. So stay in touch. Best of luck over the next three days.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Catch you later on.